Hello, I'm Jonathan Smith. I'm the lead pastor at One Church TO, and you're listening to the teaching time from our weekend gathering. We're an imperfect community of over 70 nationalities and five generations who are attempting to follow and shine Jesus in the greater Toronto area. Our vision, it's so simple. We want to help people from all walks of life know God, love people, and in turn, impact our city for good. We've designed these weekends to be meaningful, challenging, and encouraging, and I hope that's what you get from listening. Jesus gave uh, two instructions to his followers. One was to go into the whole world in his name, but first of all, wait. <laughs> wait until I empower you to go. Now, now they, they'd already heard Jesus say this. I will build, this next word's very important, I will build my church. And he said, if you build my church, he says, whatever hell throws at it, it'll, my church will always prevail, it will always overcome. Uh, Jesus had told them that when he was ascending to the Father, but he would send his spirit, and when his spirit was with them, it would be exactly like having Jesus right there with them. And that's what happened on Pentecost Sunday. They were so spiritually empowered that before the day was over, over 3,000 people were added to the church. Here we are, Pentecost Sunday, 1992, 1,992 plus minus, years later, and the church we're a part of is celebrating 66 of those 1,992 years. How are we doing? How are we doing after our 66 years? I'll tell you this, reality check here, the big picture of the Canadian church is the story of a church that is really about declining attendance and closing church buildings. There are a lot of churches that were here in Canada uh, 60 years ago that do not even exist today. Uh, last week I read about one church in downtown Toronto. The building seats, it's still there, it seats about 2,000 people, about the same size of seating capacity as the room we're in right here now. The pastor talked about the days where it was filled with people of all generations. He said, and I quote him, he said, on a good Sunday now, the gatherings are down to about 50 elderly people. Why do I tell you that? Is it a one-off? No. It's, it's, it's sadly all too common. So, so where is this church that Jesus claimed that was so unstoppable that even when hell threw its worst, its very worst, because its best would be our worst, threw it at us, it, it, would, it would always overcome. Where is this church? Well, for starters, Jesus was not talking about buildings, was he? He wasn't talking about denominations when he said he would build his church. Just because the sign on the outside of the church door has the name church in it doesn't mean that church is happening inside those doors or for the people that go in and out of those doors. Uh, let me illustrate. I was, wearing, I was wearing this shirt. I was wearing this shirt. It's, uh, my dad passed away a number of years ago. He was an officer with the Royal Canadian Man of Police, and he had a lot of leftover work shirts that he used to use when he painted or built or worked. And uh, when he passed away, my mom gave me all of his shirts. 
Uh, most of them had the badges taken off them already, and he just, you know. So anyway, I was working away at the place we're building up north, you know, the one that we'll be working on until Jesus returns. And I, I was working away on it, and, and a pure later delivery came right down the driveway. We're sort of closer to the lake now, and he came right down to the, the driveway, and I looked out, uh, and, and I saw it was him, so I, I just rushed out from working. And this uh, happy, pure later driver just jumped out. He was tattoo-covered, rough-looking, seen really rough days in his life kind of looking guy. And he looked at me, and suddenly he, he looked surprised. And then he looked extremely nervous. And then he couldn't get out of there. Here, here's your parcel. He couldn't get out of there fast enough. And I'm thinking, what? I'm talking to him friendly, trying to engage him. And then I realized I was uh, wearing one of my dad's work shirts that still had the badges on. So I, what am I saying? Saying just because you have the label on the outside doesn't always mean you have the goods on the inside, you know? It doesn't mean that you have the power or authority to back up what the name says. A lot of churches like that. The label's there, but they don't have the power or authority to do what Jesus told his first century church to get out and do until he returns. How do you know a church has the Spirit's power that Jesus gave them at Pentecost? How can you identify the Jesus-authorized church that he promised would be unstoppable? The answer is, is to be found in the church Jesus started on the day of Pentecost. There were six characteristics that made them empowered, Jesus-authorized, and unstoppable. Six characters. So on our 66th anniversary, let's see how one church T.O. is doing. <laughs> let's see if we have these six characteristics that Jesus said. that you, 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 if, if you're going to be the church that's unstoppable, the church that I'm raising up, you, you need to be characterized by these. And if you're, if you're not part of this church and maybe you're online and just checking us out and you've enjoyed hearing about the history, just t take these as maybe six ways that you can determine what kind of church that you would be a part of, because there's all kinds of wonderful churches in Toronto and Canada, and we'd love for you to be part of a church community. Uh, here's the first one, started and sustained by the Spirit of Jesus. Started and sustained by the Spirit of Jesus. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. You know, and if you and I stepped into that room where they're all together in one place, if we stepped into that room, what do you think would stand out? I think what would hit us more than anything, two things. Number one, a spiritual hunger for more of Jesus. Jesus, you told us to wait and you're raised from the dead. We can't wait to tell people, but you want us to receive power. There's just this, there's just this hunger for spiritual more in the room. And then there'd be this strong heart to reach people for Jesus. He says, you're going to be my witnesses. When the Smith family first arrived in, uh, in, in Toronto um, to lead this uh, precious congregation as lead pastor 29 years ago, we, we, one of the people that we met first was the founding pastor. Very unusual for a church to have pastors that used to lead still part of the congregation. It was the case with Pastor Stuart Mulligan whose wife Audrey we honored a few moments ago until he went to be with the Lord. This, this was their church. There's just something special about this church. 
But every Christmas, the founding pastor, Bob Mercer, would take Esther and I out for lunch, and he would talk about the experiences of uh, starting what is now called One Church. He said Agent Court was not heavily populated. He said it was a sleepy little village out here. And, uh, but people were moving in to this uh, northern part of Scarborough, and, and some heard, some of you may have heard the story of previous anniversaries, that this church, the first building we had was a chicken coop. But you know, the reality is, I learned from the founding pastor, Bob Mercer, that it actually began in a room where a small group gathered to pray about being a witness in this part of northern Scarborough. Get this now, this church started in a room of people who had a spiritual hunger for more of Jesus and a strong heart for reaching people for Jesus. And how many saw already from the book of Acts, that's the kind of start that Jesus can sustain. That's, that's what he wants his church to be doing. I'm so thankful that this room, as one lady used to call it, a, our, our present location, she used to say, it's a, I invite people to, uh, to Agent Court, Pentecostal Church, a pinch above Finch. <laughs> And, and, and I'm so thankful, whether it's online or in this room, we still gather. How many, you're here because you want more of Jesus. You're here because you, you, wanna, you want your life to shine, to reach people for Jesus. So some 66 years later, what the Spirit starts, he sustains. There's a hunger and a heart that Jesus wants in his church with those who gather. And by the way, that's why this, this fall, we've got a, a, a spirit baptism experience gathering on a Sunday evening plan for our children, our teenagers, our young adults, all of our adults and seniors looking forward to it. Why? Because we've been started, but we want to be sustained by the spirit of Jesus. Second, how do we know we're a church that Jesus can bless? They reflected, that Acts church reflected the makeup of their community. It says, at that time there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. So the church in Jerusalem was made up of people from all different nations. In other words, the church reflected the makeup of the people who were in the community at that time. Uh, 66 years ago, uh, this church was mainly Caucasian because that reflected aging court. When I began pastoring here in 1989, the two largest cultural groups were Caucasian and uh, West Indian with a sprinkling of many other nationalities. And that was good. Why? Because it reflected who lived in the community at that time. Fast forward to 2023, Toronto's called one of the most multicultural cities in the world, and our church family reflects that. You look around, you see the demographics today. For years, I've heard from people who would visit this church, what would stand out to them more than anything was just the love and unity amongst all of the, the, the cultures that gathered together in our church family. I, I still heard there was a doctor that uh, helps take care of me these days, and, and he came to visit the church, and he said, he said, you know what stood out to me? And of course, I was waiting to hear, I loved your message. <laughs> He says, what stood out to me was just the love and the unity, the people from all the different cultures. 
People are still saying that. You know, it's interesting, we just visited the history wall. They took us on a little reveal, advance reveal ourselves for, for that history wall. And uh, Pastor Jonathan, Jenna Johnson, and Pastor Jessica, others did such a great job on putting that together. But they have a quote here. If you've been here for an anniversary service over the last number of decades, you've heard me say, you know that in the book of Revelation, it says that the church one day out there in heaven will gather from every language tribe and nation. They got the quote from me out there that says, most people have to wait until they get to heaven to experience that. If you live in Toronto, all you have to do is show up here on a Sunday morning. (laughs) Third, so far we're doing pretty good, right? Third, special focus on the next generation. When the crowd gathered um, in that Jerusalem context, They heard people praising God in different languages. And Peter explains, he says, you know, this is what centuries ago the prophet Joel said would happen. You remember the young fellow up here? He he read it. I will pour out my spirit upon all people, your sons and your daughters. And and, and when the people respond to Peter's explanation, they say, what should we do? And he said, you know what Peter says? He says, this is for your children. This is for your children. It's not just for you. It's for your children. 66 years ago, do you know the the first ministry that began with the adult ministry gatherings on a Sunday morning? Sunday school. Sunday school. And Hillary, you were up here reading uh, the the first scripture there from the King James Version that was used back in that era. And and I, I saw a picture of you out there with the bus ministry. Why? Because people in this church family used to go and pick up children and bring them to another location, but to this church so that they could learn about Jesus. I remember when we dedicated, uh, again, I got help with the date, 2013. We dedicated that, you know, a lot of the buildings new and then this whole, but mainly it was about the next generation. Do you remember that? Do you remember, how many were at Sunday night where we gathered and the room was just uh, comfortably full? And then I, I talked to you about what God will do in different rooms what he did in different rooms in the Bible, what he wants to do in the rooms that we're dedicating. And it was organized, and a pastor and an elder led a group into different rooms all, and there was people just praying that God would work in every one of those rooms in that children's wing. And, and how many are thankful God's been answering those prayers? And, and that's why the sign above it says, so the next generation will know. The heart of this church is always for the next generation. You know, someone smartly but rather joltingly wrote this. They said, all you need for the church to disappear is to miss reaching one generation. The chain link is broken. A couple of weeks ago, I did a funeral service in this room, actually, for Galahad Sinatambi, his home going. And I couldn't figure out why the pallbearers were all these younger Men, usually it's their peer group. I found out later that these were young men that he taught in his Sunday school class that were here, and they're serving the Lord. Two of them still part of this church family, Jason Hunnigan and Junior Weir, raising their children in this church. Also, Stephen McKenzie was there. So pleased when our church was looking for a new pastor, and... uh, I co-chaired the succession committee 
And you know one of the things they put on the criteria? We want a pastor who has a heart for the next generation. Aren't you glad that Pastor Jonathan only has a heart for the generation, but a great toolkit to reach the next generation? Just so thankful. It's why our hearts are so moved every time we see a bunch of the youth just heading out to their own service. It's the junior or senior highs. And it's why when we see them dancing around at midnight on New Year's Eve, because <laughs> they're included in the celebration. It's why when we hear that over 60 young adults are on the treat, we get so excited because, because oh God, thank you that you're working through our church to to not just celebrate the people who have been part of the church in the past, but we're reaching the next generation. Jesus told the first century church that if, if the focus is to be on the sons and daughters for the next generation, but he also told the first century church to do something else that he would bless. Here's the fourth one. They impacted people in their community and their world. He said, and you, you heard it read, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus told them, Jerusalem and the ends of the earth. The city you live in plus people you don't even know on the other side of the world. Can you imagine being part of a church that impacts Toronto and people on the other side? side of the world. Actually, that's been our history. Every time Pastor Mulligan, Pastor Keith, or Pastor Jonathan has stood before you and said, we need to help people come to know Jesus. We need to send people. We need to pray for people. This congregation has responded so generously, whether it was an orphanage in India or the ice storm in Quebec, whether it was filling a semi-trailer with groceries that Air Canada sent free to a hurricane-hit island in the West Indies, or it was financing a center for the First Nations in Northern Ontario, where there was a team going to do medical work in Africa, or a missions team to Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Just always, just the sampling of what's happened over the 66 years. Some of our 66 years, we have been told that we have the largest food bank in all of Toronto. Did you know that? Some of our years, we have been told, listen, some of our years, we have been told that over the 1,000 Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada churches that we're privileged to be a part of, that, that, that we are the largest givers in a year, the largest amount given from any church in Canada towards helping people come to know Jesus and, and, and be fed and cared for around the world. You've always been a church that's impacting people in Toronto and the ends of the earth. And when Jesus talked about rewarding you kind of people in heaven, you know what? You know what he said? He says, they're going to be surprised. They're going to be surprised. When did we do this, Lord, to get this reward? He said, if you did it for the least of these people, that aren't even on the radar. You did it for me. So, you know, some, of you, some people are going to be surprised right now. People like Noel McNeil. He is ushered here all the years I've been here. Before I was here, Pastor Mulligan used to call him Smiley because <laughs> his smile could just draw you right in. You know, pe people like B.B. Khan, who's still watching out for him, welcoming new people, doing kind things. You say, who's she? You probably don't know. People like Bonnie Thomas, who for decades have ministered to children's 
children throughout all kinds of different children's ministries. People like Arlene Charters, who in her workplace invited Stephanie Jones to a Good Friday gathering. That Easter, she gave her life to Jesus, and now she's fruitfully leading our next-gen ministries. People like Vinnie Roxas, who's volunteering on another side of the camera right now, so that those of you who are joining can be with us online in this gathering. What about those in the Love Army? Every day just doing those unignorable acts of goodness so that people can know that, that Jesus still loves them. And, and the love of Jesus is expressed through you. This church has had an impact in our community, but also in our world. I love the verse in Acts that describes the church. They didn't just start, listen, they continued doing it. What Jesus started, he sustained. They continued steadfastly. Say those two words with me. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, breaking of bread, prayers, and the Lord added daily to the church those who were being saved. See, the kind of church that the Lord can add to is the kind of church that keeps their focus. They keep their fo They're unified in their mission. They're unified in their mission. Silly story, but it was the only one I could think of. I hope I have never told you this one before. How many like silly stories? <laughs> it was the only one I could think of that would just... Listen, it's a silly story, but hopefully the point you'll always remember. The man fell out of a boat and he was drowning and he was going down. He's crying help. Another guy got in a boat, rushed over to save him, to rescue him. He reached down to pull him out of the water, grabbed him by the arm and pulled off. The guy had an artificial arm and it came off. The guy just kept, kept going. So, so he grabbed his leg and pulled out. He had an artificial leg. The leg came off. So he just, I'm just going to grab him by the hair before I lose him. Grabbed him by the hair and you know what he was wearing? And it came off. And he said, how can I help you if you won't stay together? <laughs> you know, it's sad what churches will substitute for the real mission. And then they wonder why Jesus isn't helping them. Well, he isn't growing them. The church is the body of Christ and when we're unified in mission. Listen, I'm going to read a list really fast, but I got a question for you. Okay? There's a test at the end of this. Are you ready? I'm going to go fast. What do all of these things have in common, okay? What do all of the following have in common? Shepherd Gospel Temple, Men's Fellowship, Women's Ministries, Sunday School, Task Forces, Easter and Christmas Musicals, We College, Ladies' Time Out, Missions Conventions, Friday Night Prayer, Saturday Night Gathering, Year of Invitation, Converge, Community Connections, Satellite Churches, Cathedrals, Agent Court, Pentecostal Church. What do they all have in common? Huh? I can't even understand what you're saying. This is a Pentecostal church. You're speaking all different languages here. What do they all have in common? Some say they're the past. That's your history. And you're wrong. Because that's what we're building on now. You say, no, no, that, that's a history. No, wrong again. We wouldn't have the present we have, nor as bright of a future without them. Because... We have had all those ministries and outreaches and volunteers helping minister to people in them. We now have One Church TO, Next Gen Children's Ministries, Junior High, Senior Highs, Young Adults, Global Focus, Alpha, Community Groups, Seniors, Healing and Spirit Baptism Gatherings, Love Army, One Church Online, a blue wall and now a history wall. 
That's why we have them. You see it? Different labels, but it's the same mission. It's Jesus' mission that continues. Jesus still blesses the church that continues steadfastly in the main things, right? Because how many know the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing? And that's what this church has been good at doing over 66 years. It doesn't take a church long to get off course. Did you notice that? Have you ever read the Gospels and then even the last book in the Bible, the book of Revelation? You read, you read the New Testament and you realize that between the day of Pentecost and the end of the first century, the number of New Testament churches that went in a direction that Jesus could not bless, do you remember? They just, the Corinthians became a charismaniac church. The Galatian church went in the opposite direction, religious legalism. And then the last book of the New Testament, the book of Revelation, it starts out with Jesus doing a course correction for seven different, seven different churches. One of them is really sad. He said, you've forgotten your first love. Repent and redo the things you did at first. You lost your way. Seven churches he had to do a course correction with. All right, so we've seen five of the six characteristics that the Jerusalem church began on the day of Pentecost. And we've seen basically five reasons God so blessed us during our 66 years of doing church in Toronto. Are you ready for the last one? Are you ready for the last one? Yes. All right, don't rush me. <laughs> Before I give you the last one, let me give you six reasons why one church TO should not be happening. You said you're going to end on that note? Just stay with me. Six reasons one church TO should not be happening, sociologically, psychologically speaking, all right? Too many cultural differences. It's over 66 people from different nations. Like, how are they ever going to stick together? Too many age differences. So many churches out there just targeting one or two or three, not five generations like ours does. Too many socioeconomic differences. The diversity sociologically and economically in this church family goes from people on social assistance to, to millionaires. How are they ever going to be together? Too many liturgical preferences. And the big one, too many musical preferences. In other words, too much sacrifice necessary from each one of us to stay together. One church TO should not exist. It's a miracle, actually. Why does it exist? Let me tell you why. Because it doesn't matter what age you are, every one of us needs Jesus. It doesn't matter what cultural background you come from, we all are loved by Jesus. It doesn't matter what your liturgical or musical preferences are, we all gather in this place because we all love Jesus. We gather to worship him. Oh, I hope, Esther, when, 
when we're 90-some and we're still part of one church, wherever their location is, whatever it looks like, I hope we're, we're not some of those cranky seniors, but I hope we're some of those seniors that can be, you give us a song to sing about Jesus, we're going to sing to Jesus with those from every language, tribe and nation and generation and cultural and linguistic and, and any musical or liturgical preference, we're going to sing it with you because what matters most of all is that we are Jesus-centered. The reason we gather is to worship Jesus because he alone is worthy, because he alone has the kingdom and the power and the authority, and it is forever and ever. Oh, so what kind of church are you a part of? What, what is our history anyway? It's started and sustained by the Spirit of Jesus. It's reflecting the makeup of our community that we live in. There's a special focus on the next generation. We impact people in our community and in our world. We're united in mission, and most of all, we are centered on Jesus. I'm so thankful for our history. How many can just, for 66 years, whenever you became part of this church family, you're with us online, how many can just say, thank you, Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. And how many are ready to say amen to this? It's a history worth repeating. Amen? It's a history worth repeating. So I want you to pray with me that the Lord would do it again. It's a prayer on the screen. Don't pray it if you don't mean it, but if you do, pray it right to Jesus with me. Pray aloud together. Jesus, we thank you for the past 66 years of your blessings. We want to be the kind of unstoppable church you will bless into the future. So, in 2023, we hunger for more of you, and we share your heart to reach more people for you. May what's happening always fit what you raised up your church to be, because yours is the kingdom, yours is the power. And we'll give you all the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Happy anniversary. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful, we hope you join us at one of our campuses if you're in the GTA for a weekend gathering. If you're listening from somewhere else in the world, we'd encourage you to join us at onechurch.to slash live. We believe everyone can be a part of what Jesus is doing both in our community and in our city. So if you'd like to connect with us at a deeper level, visit us at onechurch.to slash next steps. See you next time.